listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Well, happy Thanksgiving week. You reached it. Have you already started to eat? You already thought about what you want? I'm trying to start it out in a positive thing because if you're a Saints fan, <laughs> well, look at it this way. Positively, maybe you got a chance to do what I did. I put up the Christmas lights for the second quarter. Wife goes, you want to watch the game? Good. I mean, I had a TV outside. I watched it while I, you know, put up Christmas. And uh it is what it is. But we'll talk about it. Pels, they're in action tonight. Taken on the Minnesota Timberwolves, we will hear from head coach Chris Finch of the T-Wolves. Remember, he was here in New Orleans for several years as he was an assistant um, with a couple of coaches as well here at the Pelicans, finally getting a chance to be a head coach, and we'll chime in with him, see how things are doing. His team's looking for a fourth straight win. Anthony Edwards, top pick overall, so like Zion, you know, kind of be interesting to kind of get his uh, his take. Uh, on that team and, and how they're they're playing well right now. They're 10th in the Western Conference, 7-9 overall on the season. Pels 3-15 and because they split over the weekend. They actually beat the Clippers here at home. A very nice effort as the team wins 94-81. Get on a plane, go to the Pacers. Don't play any other way like they played against the Clippers and lose 111-94. So 3-15 and on the season. Now Andrew Lopez will join us at one thirty to talk about the two games over the weekend and preview the upcoming games that got here. Three games this week. Well, four if you go all the way through Saturday. T-Wolves tonight, Wednesday. It's the Wizards here at the SKC. Then they are at Utah in a back-to-back. They play the Jazz Friday and Saturday at Utah back-to-back. And then head over and take on the Clippers on Monday. So that's their next week uh, of games. And then you hit December. Why am I uh, remotely kind of uh, December? We see Zion. Remember, that that was my sticky note. I I thought that Wednesday, December 1st, hosting Dallas, that was my guess. That was my guess as to when we might see um, Zion play here. So if if I'm right, that's only five more games. Maybe sooner. I don't know. But remember, I think it's this Wednesday, another scan. This Wednesday's... the, the, I guess the next or last scan, and this is to say you can do five on five. Remember, last week on Wednesday, he was cleared to one on one with people and amp up, ramp up rather. Uh, so this scan coming up this week is to can he now go up against five on five? So that's Wednesday, which means I doubt he would play that night, which would leave Utah, Utah, Clippers. Before that Dallas game on Wednesday, December 1st. So anyway, we'll talk a little bit about the Pels and their game coming up tonight against the T-Wolves. Not only with Chris Finch, the T-Wolves head coach, but also Andrew Lopez, who covers the Pelicans for you. Rafael Esparza, 115. We'll go through another wild and crazy week around the NFL. Um, I don't know. What do you think of some of the, the, the games that we saw yesterday in terms of, you know, we saw upsets. And you saw some games that you kind of thought, I don't know, were interesting. Like, did you see Colts beating the Bills in Buffalo the way they did? 41 to 15. Bills now six and four. That Bills team taking on your New Orleans Saints on Thursday night here in New Orleans. Thanksgiving, 720 kickoff. Um, Lions and Browns, they almost pulled it out. Detroit almost getting that win. Cleveland winning 13 to 10 though. Detroit now 0 and 9. Did you see the Texans beating the Titans? Again, a road team. <laughs> Remember, I've been saying this throughout the weeks. We'll talk with Raphael about this. Uh, Indy at Buffalo road win. 
Texans at Titans, road win. Ravens at Bears, they won by three, road win. It's incredible. I have no idea why it's, it. I mean, just bet on the road teams. Now the Vikings held off the Packers 34-31, but seriously, back to the Texans and Titans. Did you see that? 22-13. Tannehill, pick here, pick there, pick everywhere. The Texans go to Tennessee and do what the Saints couldn't do. Uh, Dolphins, road win, 24-17 at the Jets. Washington, road win at Carolina, 27-21. It's crazy because you'd have thought watching the Saints game, the amount of replays of Cam Newton scoring and you know running to the midfield, Logan put, I thought they won. They lost. They lost. But another road win there. 49ers at Jaguars, road win, 30-10. Bengals at the Raiders, road win, 32-13. That's great. I mean, the amount of road wins is nuts. Poor Marlin. His uh, Cowboys did not go on the road. and win 19-9 KC uh, winning their Dallas in two Thursdays against your New Orleans Saints. So it's interesting, right? A couple of weeks ago, I was like, look, you, you want to win that Philly game. You want to win that Falcon game. Tennessee, I thought, would be tough because I thought the Bills and Cowboys coming up, it's going to be tough. Well, the Bills and Cowboys are sort of struggling. The Eagles have been surging, as we saw last night. Tennessee, okay, they lost yesterday, but they had beaten five straight playoff teams. And I don't, there's no other way to describe it. You bleeped the bed against the Falcons. I mean, you just did. We'll get to the Saints here in a quick second. Steelers almost pulling off a road win. Chargers holding that off 41-37. Cardinals, though, on the road. At the Seahawks, win 23-13. Colt McCoy, should the Saints call him? 328 yards, 35 of 44, two TDs as he plays for Kyler Murray. And then tonight, I know you're excited, Giants at the Buccaneers, Tampa a 10.5 point favorite. All right, I've done done as, as long as I can, but I wanted to go through the league yesterday. Again, lots of road wins, lots of games that go, hmm. Still muddled and jumbled when you kind of look at it, and then you look at what happened yesterday. So the final score of the New Orleans Saints was 40 to 29. 800-998-1003. I'm just opening up the phone lines. This segment, next segment, if you like as well. Let's talk it out. Right? I mean, I, honestly, were you upset? Like, are, are, are you bitter? Does it ruin your Monday? You know, honestly, it doesn't for me. I, I when you saw the injury report and and you know you have no Camara, you you know you're down two starting tackles. Poor Landon Young. Look at it this way: at least one of your draft picks played. <laughs> I know he. Um, it was a rough day for him. It was a rough day for the offensive line. It was a rough day for the team. I mean, that was a beating, wasn't it? Like that, that was a, like, that wasn't, I know the final, and, and, and for me to say that that sounded close, 40 to 29, the Saints put up 22 in the fourth. If they hadn't put up 22 in the fourth, it'll look like a massacre, but it kind of was. It kind of was. They could not stop the run. We talked about it all last week. Ross Jackson, Larry Holder, Mike Triplett. We said it's literally as simple as stopping the run. And we said, look, they rushed for 40 times, 40 carries a week ago. I said, could you see 40? I don't know, but that might be the thing. Well, they carried the ball 50 times yesterday. Jalen Hurts only completed 13 passes. 147 yards. But he rushed 18 times for 69 and three touchdowns. Including, well, it wasn't a touchdown. It was a big run, though. But, heck, you can probably say this for most of them. Um, I don't know. I I was going to play some music and, you know, I was going to play Taps, buddy. You know, the Bugle version. And uh, I was going to do it for Cam Jordan. Look, I, 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 I admire everything he's done. 
one of the greatest saints ever, leader, team leader, all pro. It's time. It's time. Now, I understand it wasn't just him. I mean, Jalen Hurts had Saints players out there like they were on skates. But, oh, my goodness. You know what I'm talking about, right? The the, the one uh, play, RPO, really was just an option. He wasn't going to throw it. He was either going to go left to the running back or he kept it, and poor Cam Jordan's right there. And Jalen Hurts just ran right past him. I mean, you know, and I got a lot of that yesterday. Personally, and I saw on Saints Twitter, if if only the Saints had a quarterback that looked like Jalen Hurts. Well, they do. And several people were texting me. I'm sure you guys probably thought about it as well. Um, Should they have gone to Taysom Hill sooner or at all? He never came in the game and threw a pass. Never came in the game and carried the ball. Remember, he had a foot injury throughout the week. Was that a reason, perhaps, that he didn't after the game, head coach Sean Payton? Yeah, he was the backup quarterback, really, in, in the event we needed him. Um, you know, we were we were lucky to have him up just in that role. So you heard him, just in that role. Again, no carries, no passes. Possibly because of that foot. Now, I, I'm just I'm saying moving forward. You were down fourteen nothing. I mean, blink of an eye. And, and I'm kind of struggling to deal with this and say because it's very easy to go. It, it's Simeon. There's no energy. It's all him. First off, the way the offensive line has been playing and played yesterday. Drew Brees, Joe Montana, you would have to have a mobile quarterback because he'd be running for his life. Another awful performance. I don't know what to say. Now, Trevor did his best to, um, you know, I I guess be nice, but... It was a lot of pressure. Yeah, a couple of unique pressures that uh, we hadn't seen, maybe. But you know, that's it. They, they're allowed to game plan too. So, um, yeah, a couple early. Um, but yeah, yeah, they got a good defense, good front. Um, they're well coached. Um, you know, there's not not a lot of easy plays against them. Again, you uh, you're missing your two tackles. You're already at a different left guard because of Andres Pete out for the year. And I know, I know, I don't believe me. He's the matador. I get it, but he's a starter and he's a veteran. So, I mean, <laughs> when you're down to like second year C3s and third year, you know, McCoy as your veterans on that offensive line, it just, it, it was going to be a rough afternoon. No Camara, essentially Hills on the sideline in that receiving courts. I, I don't know what. Again, I, I'm not up. I I don't know what, you know, you were going to expect. Trevor in the O line play did a really good job against a really good front. So I think, uh, <laughs> you know, James obviously has been doing everything all year. Um, can't really can't say enough about how how much he's done, how well he's done this year. I think it's kind of remarkable how much he's moved around and played uh, at a high level. And then Landon, um, a lot of confidence in him. I think he's going to be a really good player in this league. Again, look, I, I I mean, he can't come out and crush him. They didn't play well. They didn't play well. But just seven points in the first half on the offensive end. I don't know. I, I want to hear from you, Saints fans. Is this an offensive thing or a defensive thing? Because the defense had been playing so well that it gave the Saints a chance to win without having to put up points. When the defense is not playing well, it, it's going to be a long afternoon. It just, It's going to be, you know, look. What's the difference between the first half and the second half with the Saints? And again, you can look at it and go, another fourth quarter comeback. Why can't they play that way? Well, Trevor's right on this. And Shane, I'm going to get to you after the break. But I want to play this and we'll hit the break. It's deceiving, right? I mean, they're up a gazillion to nothing, or to three or whatever it is you had. I mean, it's deceiving. They, they're literally running the clock out. The defense is like, catch it, we'll tackle you. Let go, let us go home. 
So it's deceiving. Yeah, once you get to that, you know, three scores, you get a lot of shell defense, and there's a little more space back there, and um, you know, you're, you're not quite playing the game on your terms there. You know, in the fourth quarter, you're getting you're getting chunks, but it's really not chunks because you got to get back in the game so quickly, um, or try to at least. So, um, yeah, you know, it's. I, I think we we were our yard. Every, everything looked pretty pretty bad going into halftime, and then. You know, they loosen up. It looks like they were trying to squeeze the ball on offense a little bit and, um, you know, just didn't do enough. I mean, again, it was 33 to 7. It was 33 to 7 before the Saints put their 22 up, right? So, again, the defense, like, let's just go. Come on. Dink and dunk. Let's go do whatever. So it, he's right. It's deceiving. It's deceiving. Hey, folks, don't forget that DraftKings Sportsbook is coming soon to Louisiana, so you don't want to wait to download the app and get on in and get $100 in free bets just for signing up before they go live. Yep, heard that right. No deposit required, $100 in free bets for signing up today. So, very easy. Go to the App Store, go to Google Play if you got an Android, and download DraftKings Sportsbook app, okay? Once you do that, put in the code LaRose, $100 in free bets, your way. Now, you got to do it before they get live, okay? So that should be soon. I'll promise I have a sticky note in front of me. I'm going to ask Raphael when he thinks that date might actually be. But you got a day or two, three days. Go do it now. Get $100 in free bets just for signing in. Use the code LaRose, DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download it today. We come back. Shane, get your thoughts. And next segment is open. We'll go in and out with some bites here as well. You hear from Coach and and other players, including Mark Ingram, he had a fumble. Trevor had two picks, including a pick six. I don't know. How do you feel, Saints fans? Three straight losses. The sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. So you take the left, I'll take the right. Under arrest, we're under fire. dealership in LaFouche Parish is Calvin Braxton Ford. You may need your vehicle serviced, but you don't want to drive too far. Get ready for some good news. The Calvin Braxton Ford service department in Lockport is now open. And better yet, they truly want to keep your vehicle running at its best. Now offering a special on gas-only oil changes, just $39.95 up to five quarts. Plus, with four new tires, your alignment is only $69.95. Yeah, Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Your life is mobile. So is your bank. As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with state bank and trust companies' online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. Citizen. What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengap. Welcome back. Shane, thank you for giving us a call here, sir. 800-998-1003. What are your thoughts, man? How are you today? Uh, pretty good. How about you, Joe? You know, I'm good, man. Actually, it's not bad, dude. Uh, I actually had Thanksgiving yesterday with my fam since I'll be out of town this week. It was great. Smoked the turkey on my pellet grill for the first time. Put up Christmas. Made the kid happy. See, find something to make you happy. You know what I'm saying, Shane? That's what I did yesterday. Right. <laughs> Why? Because while I was doing that, 
that was watching the the Eagles run amok on the Saints defense. <laughs> no, no, the, the biggest thing that broke my heart that I noticed yesterday is, and I love him. He's been a he's been a, a soldier so many years. But yep, Cam is. Yep, you saw it. You saw it. Cam, saw it. Cam, I can remember you the past three or four years, and it would they would do the snap counting, the advocate, and yeah. snap. Cam had a hundred percent of the snap, and now he might play. 75% of the snaps and give effort on 25% of the ones that he plays. I saw many plays where he, on a pass rush, he just kind of stood up and put his chest in his tackle's chest and just kind of <laughs> stood there and shuffled his feet for a little while. And I, I guess, you know, for all the time is undefeated. And, and it just, it just, it just hurts my heart to see him because he, he fell off so fast. Mm-hmm. It seems like. Last year, he had, or the year before, he had all of those sacks. And uh, he just kind of fell off so fast. And then you got Marcus Davenport looking like a $100 million man. And then as soon as you give him the money, he's going to rip his finger off or something. And it's going to be offline. <laughs> well, I mean, look, Shane, then, you know, to, to your point, just to kind of add to what you're seeing and saying right now, though, man, like, you know, I'm watching the Steelers make their comeback. And you're just seeing that guy Hayward make, like, you know, and Bosa gets the sack. It's what, like, the Saints are missing that. And look, again, I understand why. I understand why. It's called finances, right? It's called the salary cap. And I understand that we love to applaud Mickey Loomis and the Saints for finding ways. But, you know, the the, the truth is some, some players you just can't keep. And, and watching Trey Hendrickson and what he's doing in Cincinnati – you could use that right now. And again, it's just, it is what it is. Look, it's an overvaluation of the position group, uh, at, at, at receiver. And, you know, it, it's one of the things that's going to be a difficult discussion this offseason. But I think it's time to move on from camp. Maybe that's me. I could be completely wrong. He just looks like father hey. time. He's going to have a great career in the NFL network. I, I honestly, I just, and I hope that's where it goes. I hope it's just him saying, you know, time's up. You know, I, I'd hate to. And then. And isn't it so Adam Troutman like dude like the light just clicked on and he's catching everything that comes his way and, hey. and then the minute he starts to roll and bam he's out with an injury his his leg hits the ground bad and he's out with it and I'm like dude you just can't it's just yeah, like, it, it, Shane it's the season it's what I told you man just uh you know watch the game like I did yesterday it was actually relaxing you know I was doing some other stuff one, one, I had I it on the background go ahead. I got one thing about the Pelicans. Okay. They have some kind of deal, I guess, with Arsenal because it got to be costing them a fortune to have scans on Zion twice a week, every week for the past two months. Mm-hmm. They got to have some kind of a discount. If they do so many of the scans, they get a discount on the scan because it looks like he having a scan every three, four days. And I don't know what the difference was in the scan last week and the one that's going to be tomorrow or today and the one that they're going to do next Thursday. But he's getting a lot of scans. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. You don't even have an answer. I, I, I get it. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> don't know what to yeah. tell you, Shane. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of scans. That's all I'm saying. That's a lot of scans. Yeah, I hear you, man. I, I, I understand. Thank you, Shane, for the phone call, man. Try to enjoy your week. Happy Thanksgiving right. if I don't hear from you. All right, you too, buddy. All right, man. College football, LSU beating ULM 27-14. Tulane. They snap snap an eight-game losing streak. 45-14 over South Florida. That was a win there. Raging Cajuns get another win. Ten straight wins now. We always speak with head coach Billy Napier and Jay Walker, the voice of the... Raging Cajuns during the week. They won 42-14. They went to Liberty. Remember, their quarterback is probably going to be first or second or third. Quarterback's taken in the draft. Baby. Well, they win. Snapping Liberty's 15-game home streak on the way to their, again, 10th straight win. As far as Malik Willis, 14 to 34, 162, two TDs. They picked them off twice and they sacked them seven times. Look, you know what I've said. I almost feel like I, I'm his agent. I almost feel like I get in, 
in discussions that probably shouldn't get me that aggravated. But you saw what happened yesterday, huh? The news trickled out Saturday night after a loss. Dan Mullen, adios muchachoed in Florida. So the Gators are looking for a new coach. And you've heard me say this for weeks. Billy Napier would be an excellent choice for LSU. I didn't say he should. I didn't say he's better than the others. He would be an excellent choice to be mine. I know Crystal Ball at Oregon, and I know Franklin this, and Lincoln Riley. I, I get it. I'm just telling you my viewpoint. And I gave you the reasons why. Very well coached team. At the line. Offensively, defensively. They win with defense, actually. They got a guy in Levi Lewis just managing the game. Imagine if he had talent at that quarterback. I'm not saying he didn't have it. That's not what I'm saying. But he he's a really good coach. And it just baffles me when people go, no, not him. He doesn't know anything about offense. He, he actually coached quarterbacks and receivers at Clemson and Alabama, and he actually was a quarterback. Imagine that. But he doesn't know offense. Gotcha. Um... And it's just interesting to me when people make a comment on a guy and a team that I guarantee you they probably have never watched a game. That's all I'm saying. Just watch them play the Sunbelt Conference Championship game, which is coming on December 4th. They may lose. They may win. It's App State. It's their rival. They beat them down in uh, Lafayette a couple weeks ago in the regular season. But I'm just saying, again, easier to win at a place where you have a lot of things helping you then a place where you have to start to learn and build to win, it's harder to win in Lafayette. It's harder to win 10 straight, four straight division titles. Look, again, sounds like I'm selling him, and I'm not. Mississippi State, Auburn, South Carolina, three SEC schools. Talked to him in the last two seasons. And the only reason I'm bringing this up and have gone as long as I have, because all last night, you know what I kept seeing on Twitter by the people that cover the Gators? Like their athletic reporter, their newspaper people, their blog people. Billy Napier is a top name. So again, I'm just saying, for the people that cover LSU, watch LSU. No, he ain't. Re- I'm just telling you, another SC school again probably will look into him. Josh, what you got, sir? Thanks for taking my call, Gus. For sure, man. I was in the same boat yesterday as you. I was just enjoying my day, just and you know, I wasn't hoping for a win, but mm-hmm. I was just watching a game, and mm-hmm. you know, it's kicking woes. I got a question for you. Um, okay. I, I did look it up. Out of all the NFL teams, we have the most cap money uh, designated towards players thirty and Ooh, over. Ooh, Josh, I like to hear that, Josh. <laughs> I, I just I want to hear your opinion. Hey, look, I am I am a I am a huge Saints fan. You know, okay. I, I my family had season tickets in the seventies. Like, you know, I, I've I don't remember the bad, bad days, but I do remember before Breeze. And my thing is, Cam Jordan, Taysom Hill, Mm -hmm. Janoris Jenkins. I mean, we're giving these guys these contracts. And my thing is, we're talking about the quarterback play and Sean Payton's play calling. Not once have I heard anyone question the front office decisions, like, at all. And, you know, I understand the McCoy and the Ruiz um, draft picks the last few years to protect Drew Drew Breeze. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, LSU fans down here can agree. You don't need to protect the quarterback with offensive linemen, um, Joe Burrow. You just give him weapons and you let the dude do his thing. So I understand that we drafted all these offensive linemen to protect Breeze, but did the front office not ever, ever think that once Breeze goes, we don't have any big playability and all we have are offensive linemen and old Saints players that we don't want to give $17 million to a Cam Jordan for four sacks? I, like, I just... I don't understand why we just don't go for big playabilities. Patrick Queen was available when we took Ruiz. I mean, there's just a lot of, uh, and I know it's 2020, but why isn't the front office being questioned for this? I mean, we have 32% of our caps of 30-year-olds. Like, what is going on here? You know what I mean? I, yep. I just, I don't understand it. And well, I, I don't know my, why. My, my explanation questioning. to try to understand it, Josh, is yeah. um, why, why, again, I've sort of looked at this season as, okay, let's find out what pieces are going to be your foundational pieces moving forward to try to build a team that gets you another window. And the reason I say that is because of what you're bringing up, right? My understanding of how I would look at what you just said is during a quote-unquote championship window, 
final years trying to maximize with Drew, it was win at all costs. It was keep the players that you think are key to you. If that means paying a check, it's paying a check. It means drafting players at positions that maybe help at that situation. Um, because with him, as we've seen, Josh, he makes average offensive linemen be a certain way and, um, you know, receivers look a certain way. So, you know, I, I think that's why, but I do think all that will change this offseason because you have to reinvigorate your, your roster with some talent. No, I agree with you in the sense of like, yeah, you got to find your fundamental pieces to move on through, you know, for the future. But at the same time, and, and this is all respect towards you, all local media nine months ago was saying it's win now, it's win now. So I don't understand how it went from it's win now, it's win now to after six games, it's we yeah. need to find the fundamental pieces now. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it's just, I, I don't know. Like, and obviously I'm frustrated as a fan. I think we all are. But I think the front office needs to be, you know, they've been hanging their hat on these fourth round offensive line and then these third and fourth round cornerbacks. Tell me a good first round pick he had. So I, I lo- love the show, brother. Who that? I hear, man. Thank you, Josh. Sorry you hear the music, but. Head coach Chris Finch is on hold, so I want to hit the break so we can talk a little T-Rules basketball. They take on the Pelicans tonight, and also, as you remember, the Finch was here for a while in New Orleans. Let's talk a little hoops next on ESPN New Orleans, your home for Pelicans basketball. Rushing all around your face, never really knowing it was always mesh and What you cooking for Thanksgiving? Get a free honeysuckle, grade A frozen turkey with purchase of a Hormel Cure 81 spiral slice ham at Rouse's Markets. Fresh burly toes are on special at Rouse's, just 10 cents each, save 69 cents a piece. A three-pound bag of Louisiana sweet potatoes is 25 cents a pound. You save $2.24 a bag. And 16-ounce pints of prestige fresh shucked Louisiana oysters are just $12.99. You save $3 a pint. Saving money feels good. Rouse's Markets. Happy Thanksgiving. Deck the homes with pairs of Skechers. Fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Families love them. Yeah, we betcha. Fa-la-la-la-la. Deck the homes with pairs of Skechers. Fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-
you do not know where you're going to end up on any mm-hmm. given night, but you're always going to have a good one. You're always going to have great food. So, um, and then, you know, last night I had some staffers with us who were wanting to, you know, go to some spots that are kind of out of the way. When you live here, you just learn <laughs> so many other places and when you're just right. tourists. So we try to kind of hit those and show them some of the nicer parts of the city that they'd never seen before. I hear you, man. Uh, so, look, you're bringing in a pretty hot basketball team, though, and, and it's interesting. There's a couple aspects I like to touch on it from this um, perspective of when you win three straight and, and you start feeling confident, I guess, is that really the, the difference in your wins over the Kings, Spurs, and Grizzlies? Well, it's, it's been a couple things. One is uh, we just, we're starting to get better ball movement on offense. We're just starting to get a better rhythm. Um, we started the season a little bit choppy with that. We were creating some good looks. We weren't making them. Now we, now we have a better rhythm. They're make, they're leading to make, to us making shots. And, um, uh, defense has been pretty solid, pretty strong all season. I've been pleased with that. Uh, we're getting better bench play right now. Like things are starting to kind of round into shape a little bit more for us. We're still, you know, figuring out who we are and a team on the grow, but a lot of good things for us to be positive about. And, um, you know, we had a tough road trip to come back home and got a few wins on Earth belt. Now guys are starting to figure it out. You know, we've seen Carl Anthony Townsend League for a couple of years. What what did you learn about him becoming the head coach and being around him as long as you have that maybe you didn't know in, in coaching against him? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you know he's extremely talented when you're coaching against him. But then when you see it up close and personal every single day, like, the guy literally can do everything. He can handle like a guard. He can shoot like a guard. He's got great footwork in the post, really good passer. Um, just I'm one of the most skilled and accomplished offensive players that I've ever been fortunate enough to work with, and mm-hmm. I've been fortunate enough to work with a lot, and particularly a lot of good bigs, you know, whether it be Anthony here, DeMarcus, Julius Randle, Zion, all the guys that came through here that played the forward, forward to five position. So, um, we've always kind of liked to run our offense through those skilled bigs, and he gives us the ability to do that. Um, and, you know, I think he still has room to grow. You know, I still think he has room to grow as a, just kind of rounding out his game, um, you know, cleaning up some pieces of it. And uh, just right now the game's trending back towards these skilled big guys. So fun to watch, fun, fun guy to coach. That's exactly where I was going to go with next. Speaking with Chris Finch, head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves. They take on the Pelicans tonight here in the Smoothie King Center. I was going to say, look, the three-point shot obviously is huge. And it's yeah. something that we have totally seen this league sort of go to. That said, there is still room in there. I mean, there, there's a guy in you know, in Utah that's pretty good, uh, maybe even here in New Orleans. But the, the thing is... the is there still room for a big that can maybe be dominant and you can kind of build around? There absolutely is. And like I said, these the bigs that are coming into the league and have come into the league recently are, are more skilled than ever. I mean, they've, they've since the game's trended towards the perimeter and all the ball handling and shooting that we see, like, you know, everybody wants a part of that growing up. Um, so they've now come in with, like, way more complete skill sets. You, you can – they're kind of a microcosm all to their own with – with you can run your offense through them at all levels in the post of the elbow at the three point line. You can even treat them like guards, put them in actions that guards are traditionally off of. Mm-hmm. But you know, ultimately, like they have a gravity. Um, where it becomes a little harder is at the end of a game. It's sometimes hard to direct your offense at the end of a game with double teams and all the things because you know they're not just like a you know like a guy who's just going to take the ball and kind of go to work like most guards do. So Carl Anthony Towns is averaging 23.1. Anthony Edwards, coach, I I love this kid. 22.5 is what he's averaging, (laughs) but you see you're chuckling. It must be nice to have that. The reason why I like, I love what he said earlier in the month about the, you know, rookie of the year award. He's like, I'm not trying to win rookie of the year. I'm trying to win an MVP. Tell us a little bit about his mindset and and who he is he just he's always smiling but my goodness he's trying to dunk on you or or get you on the court yeah yeah he's he is he's an unbelievable kid like grow you know growing into a man in front of our eyes he's very genuine has a has this confidence and this passion that you can't teach he just believes in everything he believes he's going to be a great player 
he has a sense of timing for when to make big plays in a game or take over a game. As a young player, you don't often see that. Um, and he, he competes. He has a competitiveness, which is, is a little bit kind of, you know, misrepresented by his smiling face. And he still has a lot to learn, too. Um, came in really young. He had a shortened training camp with the COVID season. You know, had a coaching change in the middle trying to figure out who he was as a player all along the way. He did that towards the end of last season. Mm -hmm. Things took off for him, and now he's come into this season with a really good baseline and just keeps adding. Like, his feel keeps getting better and better, and we're super excited to have him. Like he, he, has, he is doing some things that are really special that only franchise-level players do. Now, he's not there yet, but he's young. He's 20, and he is a huge part of any success that we're planning on having. Got two final things for Chris Finch here, head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves. I want to get kind of your perspective too, being a head coach and, and being in a similar situation, what Pels fans are seeing here. And, and you actually saw as well when you were in New Orleans. Yeah. Building a culture, right? Trying to get young yeah. players because the two gentlemen we just spoke about, Carl Anthony Towns, 26, Anthony Edwards, 20. You know, Pels have yeah. seen young players. How do you mix youth with veterans? Like what's your philosophy? on how to build that with a mixture of young talent, but you know you need that NBA veteran as well? Yeah, it's a great question. Like, culture's driven mostly by, like, are your superstar players coachable, right? Doesn't matter their age. Are they coachable? Are they high character? Do they care about the right thing? If you have that, you have a great foundation. If you have young players and they're coachable, which our, our young, young talent is extremely coachable, then what you need to do is you need to have the Patrick Beverleys and the Torian Princes of the world, guys that are experienced, guys that know who they are in the league, are comfortable with that, excel in their role, and can hold others accountable. And they have to have a platform and they have to be able to play. I think a lot of times like we bring in vets to help people, but when they don't play and they don't have a platform to be this like wise old vet out there alongside everyone else in the trenches, then sometimes their leadership is kind of mitigated. So, you know, it, it's, it's a tricky one. All front offices go about it slightly differently. Um, we feel that, uh, you know, Patrick Beverly, Torian Prince, has been a, they've been big additions to our, our locker room this year. Final question for you, Coach, as you guys get ready to take on the Pels tonight. I'm looking around the league again. I almost feel like I'm watching, you know, the NFL on Sundays in terms where it's jumbled up. There's a lot of talent, a lot of players. I thought coming to this league, coach, that there are a lot of good teams, two, three players a team. Mm -hmm. And I think that every night you tune it in, whether it's a national game or local game, it's going to be competitive. I feel that. Do you feel the last couple of years you're seeing it's not two or three, four teams that we're waiting to see them play in April? I think literally there's a lot of good teams. Yeah, there is a lot of good teams, and I and I look at the league right now, and much like you, it, I enjoy watching it because I don't know who's going to win on any given night, mm -hmm. and teams are try, still trying to figure out who they are and what they are, and over the course of the next 20 to 30 games, I think we'll see more shake out of that, sure. but um, style of play has kind of leveled the playing field a lot. Shooting is extremely volatile, you know, with all the shooting that is in the league, now people can get hot um, and be in any game, even if they don't have quite the talent of their opponent, and defense is up. The new rules have allowed a lot more defense, a lot more physicality. They've taken away a lot of trips to the free throw line, which were empty, mm -hmm. and they were given to, you know, largely star players. So they those guys became unguardable. Now you can game plan, you can guard these guys a little bit better. They're still really, really, really talented. And so the physicality is back in the game, which I personally love. Well, Coach, you, you live in the West and currently in the 10th. I know there's a lot of basketball to go, but I'm just in this conference. Yeah. You know, there, there's two teams that you, you might have heard of, Golden State. I don't know what Steph is doing right now. Like, I honestly, <laughs> it, it's every game he's shooting nine threes a game. That's nuts. The Suns have won 10 yeah. straight. It, the West is just absurd, isn't it? it it's a bloodbath. It really is. It's just <laughs> like you catch a little bit of a rhythm and now you got, you know, a bunch of monsters coming up and, um, it, you know, it's just tough, but you know, the East is pretty tough right now too. So, yeah. um, but Golden State, it's impressive what they're doing. It reminds me of the pre Durant Golden State, uh, game, uh, sorry, teams where they just had such selfless ball movement, 
and they were extremely hard to guard. And their young players are now starting to poke through and really, you know, add major contributions. Well, Coach, you were highly regarded when you were here in your time in New Orleans. I'm glad you enjoyed a little bit of your time last night. I am going to wish you good luck the rest of the season since you're a head coach now. Just not tonight. That's all. You're good with that? Okay. Hey, I, <laughs> I appreciate it, and thanks for the time. And, man, I love this city, and I love being here. And uh, I wish you guys luck, too, but uh, except for tonight. How's exactly. That? I, that's understandable. I hear you. Thank you so much for your time, <laughs> Coach. Okay, thanks a lot. Take care. Yeah, for sure. Head coach Chris Finch of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Quick break. We come back. We'll hear from Jordan the intern. He's got a couple of things to touch on. <laughs> Did you watch the, I don't know, was it a fight? Was it a tussle? I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about that next on ESPN New Orleans. aftermath of Hurricane Ida, it is obvious that our community has taken a big hit. As we all rebuild and come together in the best of ways, the way we do it in South Louisiana, helping our neighbors, family, and especially local businesses, Home Attractor and John Deere would like to thank all of our customers for their business, supporting, and understanding while we work through the damage with plans to be better than ever as a business and a community. Home Attractor is open for business and here to serve our community. We have new John Deere equipment to help get the work done. Home Attractor, at the foot of the tunnel on the east side welcome back we've missed you we know it's been tough because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart your business needs a jump start and we're here to help introducing surge symmetrical speed fiber internet from Etel business revved up data speeds at 30 percent off plus three months free we're glad you're back and we're here to make your business surge Etel business offer valid on three-year contract for two or more business services Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At the King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring the King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. Terrebonne General Health System Community Sports Institute is recognized for outstanding service and contributions to Terrebonne Parish. We provide a certified athletic trainer to every Terrebonne Parish high school. We also provide concussion baseline testing to over 1,400 student athletes annually, along with CPR and AED certification to over 500 area coaches at both the schools and the recreation departments. We are proud to be your trusted resource in keeping our community safe. Visit TGHealthSystem.com. He's back. He's like the thing that when you shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003 is welcome in. Well, he's not a head coach, but I don't know. Jordan, the intern, you say you could have played tight end at LSU. You say you could have, you can take Steph Curry on -on (laughs) one-on-one. Have you seen him play this year? Um... Could you be a head coach in the NBA? Uh, probably not. Okay. Probably one thing that I might be weak at. Oh, the, the the one thing, huh? That's really, yeah, at least that at least you're humble time. enough to, to 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 tell us that you're at least there's one thing that you would be able to do. Goodness gracious! How are you, sir? I'm doing well. It's a, eh, not the most beautiful day outside, but yeah. hey, it, okay. the weather feels nice. Okay. You you want to do your segment? You ready? Yeah, fine. Here's a look at what's making news. Let's check out the Sports Hangover's top stories. All right, my friend, what do you have today for top stories? Well, since you teased it going into the break, let's Mm -hmm. start off with the Los Angeles Lakers and the Detroit Pistons. Did you yes. see what happened the other night over in Detroit, Gus? I did. I did. Uh, somebody yeah. was not happy. So, uh, there was a, yeah. So the um, the Pistons were at the line shooting a free throw, mm-hmm. and LeBron James and Isaiah Stewart kind of got in a little uh, 
a little tussle. Isaiah Stewart was trying to box out LeBron James to grab the rebound, and um, LeBron didn't like it too much. You know, LeBron didn't like that Isaiah Stewart was actually trying to play the game of basketball, and he just <laughs> completely pulled yeah. his elbow and yeah. cold cocked him in in the face. Okay, and I'm glad you described it that way because that's what I saw. Anthony Davis says he's not a dirty player, and I agree. I don't think LeBron has ever you know do that I, that particular time. There is absolutely zero question in my mind. He looks back and uses a closed fist and just pops the guy above the right temple. I mean, just gashes blood everywhere. There is, there is no incidental anything. I mean, at all there. He looks back and absolutely swings his elbow and then right hand closed fist. There, there is no incidental there whatsoever. And I love everybody on the Lakers. But Anthony Davis playing the fake tough guy you hear in the crowd. <laughs> Anthony Davis, you're not that guy. Sit down. You're not doing anything. And and then Anthony Davis responds in the post-game press conference. I have the sound. You can play it. Oh, he does. You wanted to hear AD, huh? All right, let's hear uh, AD. Afterwards, what happened with LeBou and Isaiah Stewart? You know, he, he tried to, Stewart tried to get physical with Brian. Brian did the same thing. You know, everyone in the league knows Brian not a dirty guy. I nearly hit him. As soon as he did it, he looked back at him and told him, oh, my bad. I didn't try to do it. And he tried to, I don't know what he was trying to do, but I know nobody on our team, uh, one through 15 was, was having it. You know, we're going to protect our brother. I've never in 10 years seen a, seen a player try to do that. Well, since I've been playing, I mean, obviously we've seen it before, but, um, back in the day, but in recent basketball, is on call for. I, I did enjoy the fact that I loved it. He did the old okie doke. He said, no, I'm good. I'm good. Started walking away and then took off running Jordan. And I tell you what, when he got ahead of steam, he got exactly through the free throw doing. line, the half court line, and he got through several players. Let me tell you something. If he'd have got a hold of LeBron, that guy is large. <laughs> no, I was, I mean, never wishing. I, I mean, I, I like that no one, he didn't back down. I mean, obviously, like you said, from what I saw, I thought it was on purpose. I know the NBA is talking about possibly suspending LeBron James for a few games. So um, I wanna, I'm interested to see what the NBA is going to rule here mm. um, with its top player. Okay. What else he got for us today? Um, well, sticking to the NBA, I don't know if you saw the Sacramento Kings and the Utah Jazz game. There was a drunk fan oh. on the on court side. Mm-hmm. And he just had one too many to drink, and it no. all came up. No, I did not see that. Really, he up chucked, yeah, huh? This video, yeah, and it was it caused a twenty-five to thirty-minute delay of the oh. game. Yeah, that's one of those things where everybody knows that. You haven't done that, huh, Jordan? You haven't been like courtside, no. sideline, right on I'm the. I'm pretty sure everyone would would know about this fight. Oh, yeah, we would definitely know. That is for sure. All right, we're just double-checking. Sticking with Sacramento, after that game, well, uh, it came out, Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted out that he came fired Coach Luke Walton. So, hey, vomit game and Coach Fire game. And it looks like Alvin Gentry is going to be the interim head coach until they find a new head coach for the Sacramento game. Wow. I, you see, I was so busy, so I didn't even know that. So thank you, Jordan. That is why we have your segment here. It's time to get your take here. We heard from Shane. We've heard from Josh as well. 800-998-1003, our question of the day. What you got for us? Yeah, so it, it's the, the usual question that we have after a Saints game weekend, and that is give us your game ball, pat on the back, and you need to have a seat next to Coach. You could comment at ESPN Radio NOLA over on Twitter. Or call in 800 998 What were your observations, sir? I told you what mine were. I just, it, look, I, I didn't even know what to expect other than it was, I knew it was going to be tough, um, for that team with everything and all the injuries. And we're going to play the sound coming up. I mean, look, it, it's, it's admirable that players like Mark Ingram and them say it didn't matter. And, you know, no one's going to care. And they're right. No one does care, but. I don't know. Were you even surprised? Because that that was a beating. That that was an absolute beating. Yeah, that was in that game. Um, I, I I kind of agree with one of your callers that you had earlier in the show. Um, yeah, I was alive before Drew Brees, and I do remember 
Saints football before Drew Brees and Sean Payton Aaron, and that was not the prettiest thing in the world. Um, however, there has been a long span from that time of me watching those games, and I was young, and that was probably one of the worst Saints games that I've ever watched or experienced just as a fan. Uh, I can't remember the Saints ever being dominated the way that they were dominated. Um, I know there was a stat out there that this um, is the first time since 2016 that the Saints lost three consecutive games in a row. Mm-hmm. So um, I was wondering that myself, and I looked it up, and I, and I found out that little stat. But I, I just thought all around it was ugly. I will give the defense a little bit of credit. I'll, your guy, you know, you ha- usually have him sitting on the bench. I'm going to give Marcus Williams a Yeah, Marcus Williams played well. Ball. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He played, he played well. well. And Adam and Adam Thomas, which surprised me in a game that was absolutely meaningless. So um, those two guys kind of stood out to me in, in last night's or yesterday's beatdown. But other okay. than that, uh, it's one of the worst Saints games that I've ever witnessed. It, it, was, it was pretty bad. Uh, Jordan, remarkably... What one thing to kind of keep people's hopes up? Not not only is it Thanksgiving week, right? So you're going to eat well. You're going to see some family. Maybe it's a good or bad thing. I I I like my family. I don't ever really have a situation where it's oh, Uncle George's going to be there or something like that. Um, but it, it just just for certain Saints fans that are maybe a little down after a beating in Philly. Um, how about this, Jordan? If you look at the current playoff standings in the NFC, your New Orleans Saints are seventh. Jordan, we're in the playoffs. We're in the playoffs after three straight hey, losses, it's baby. It's better than the Pelicans right now. Huh? It's better than the Pelicans right now. Well, they're the same number of wins. Losses, that is. Stop it. I was trying. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, But seriously, I mean, they're in the playoffs right now. And look, and I will say this. Wouldn't you agree with me? I don't know if I kind of look at Buffalo and Dallas nearly as tough as they have. Here's the problem. The way the Saints offense is currently constructed, good luck beating anybody. I'm just, I, I, I'm just like, seriously, like Jacksonville would be a difficult game right now. If your offensive line isn't healthy, if your offensive line, when healthy, doesn't, you know, block, if your receiving core is inconsistent at catching the football, and then, as the caller just said earlier, Adam Troutman all of a sudden looks like a guy that we would we're hoping for, and then he's injured. So, I mean, I don't know. What, I honestly, like, I I don't know how to feel moving forward because that, that is not a playoff team, what we've seen the last three weeks. It's, just, it's just not. So, but again, it's partly because you're missing players. But yep. who you're getting back, I don't know. And when you're getting them back, I don't know. But somehow this team has managed to lose three games and still, Jordan, be in the postseason if the season ended Let's today. Let's go. I think, all, I, think every, I think everyone can agree, and Todd's probably going to hate me for this one. Oh, no. I think we all can agree there's the one last team on the schedule for the Saints that you are better than or should be better than is the New York Jets. Oh, boy. See, why did you do that? Why did you do that? Why did you do that? Oh, no, I'm just making that. I never said yeah. we were going to win or anything. I just yeah, said and I also thought the they should have been, and I said the statement that they were better than the Falcons, and I thought that they were better than no, the, the Eagles. Giants. They're nowhere near better than the Eagles. I mean, you know, let me ask you this, though, because it's something I want to lead next hour with, all right? So you can tease us going into next hour. We can make this a discussion, Saints fans. What we saw yesterday in Sirianni and what the Eagles do with Jalen Hurts, should that be the blueprint moving forward, even this season, with Taysom Hill? 18 carries, 69 yards. Sanders, 16 carries, 94. Howard had 10 for 63. Could the Saints, in theory, carry the ball 50 times between Hill, Ingram, and Kamara, which is what Philly did yesterday? Jordan, would you want to see that? No, I, I think there's something going on with the Saints and Taysom Hill. I think there's, you know, maybe a, a bit of concern with his health and just maybe one, two, I agree. Touches like we've brought up. So I don't think that's going to be a viable thing for the Saints, at least with Taysom Hill. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that they're being very cautious with them just from every everything. I know that 
if they didn't have Taysom Hill, if Taysom Hill did get hurt, who was going to be the, you know, emergency right. quarterback? Right. I do understand him not playing yesterday. But, again, even if we did have that third quarterback but, in, I, I don't see the Saints making that much of a run commitment with him. But, but that's what I'm saying. To your To that point – if Taysom Hill is my starter, then I know Trevor Simeon's a capable backup. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm just, I'm just wondering. Right. Look, I, we, we, we've sort of been in theory, what would a Saints offense look like with Taysom Hill using his strengths, which is his legs? Well, Philadelphia just showed it to you. Like, mm-hmm. easily. Like, showed it to you. Jalen Hurts was not there to throw the football. He was there to run with the other two backs. I don't know. I, I just, I'm kind of wondering. If maybe why don't even just just try it one game. But to your point, Jordan, Taysom Hill needs to be healthy. Thank you, bud. Appreciate the time. All right, Gus. Thank you, man. Yeah, for sure. Hour two next on ESPN New Orleans. Uh-huh.